Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first, the inaugural episode of Star Wars Beyond the Crusade, the official Crusade of the Rebellion production podcast, as opposed to the the unofficial one out there that I'm sure you're aware of. So, so this is a new podcast. My name is Joe Harrison. I am the creator of Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion. I guess that's probably the best title to use because aside from aside from doing all of the voice acting, I pretty much do all of it from the the writing to the sound engineering to music arrangement. Uh, although my wife does help me with editing the scripts because she is she's a much better writer than I am, so I like to send my scripts through her before they are finalized. And uh, I have been doing audio dramas since I believe 2016. So what is that? Not not 2016. 2006. Yes, I've only been doing audio dramas for three years, and yet I have audio dramas on my website that have the date dates earlier than that on them. Uh, I've been doing audio dramas since 2006. Uh, it is a very big passion of mine. I have had some periods of time where I did sort of walk away from it. Um, usually it was for uh, emotional or family-related issues that I had to deal with. And um, I think the longest drought I had, well, there were two long droughts. I think they were both about two years long at two different times. Uh, one of them was because... Uh, I just I had so many I I made the mistake of taking on too many projects at once, and I'm not talking about my projects, but I was also working with uh, several other uh, producers on their audio dramas, and it was just so much. And um, and then in addition to that, I was also doing music uh, for another audio production, and I just got burned out. I got really burned out, and it sucked all the love out of. Uh, out of the enjoyment that I had doing audio drama. So I, and then in addition to that, I was also in a period of my life where I had met the love of my life, as they say, and uh, was getting ready to get married, got married in 2013. And then I think later that year is when I got back to doing audio dramas. And then 2016, my mom passed away, breast cancer, unfortunately. And, uh, uh, as you can imagine, I needed to take quite a bit of time to recover from that. And then uh, we were back to, right back at it with, uh, what was that, last year? I think last year is when I finally came back to it. It's 2019. Last year was 2018. So, yeah, I think I think last year is when I finally came back to uh, doing full-blown audio production and getting things moving with uh, episode four, What Lies Unseen, coming out, and then... Earlier this year, episode five behind enemy lines came out. But yeah, I've been doing I've been doing this, yes, off and on. But I've been doing it uh, for a very very long time, and it is it is a passion of mine when I'm not burned out on it. And uh, I am going to be hopefully continuing to do this for the foreseeable future. So, what is this podcast about? Uh, well, as the title would imply, we're going beyond the show. Uh, beyond and behind, really, uh, I want to delve into, I, I thought it would be interesting to sort of show you guys, well, it's not really showing because it's audio, 
but you know what I mean. Show you guys what's going on. Show you guys, give you guys a glimpse at, at all the gears and stuff that are going behind the scenes that you don't see. Give you some, uh, give you a look into what it's like to do sound engineering. Uh, give you a look into you know some elements of the story. Kind of focusing. Uh, if you don't know, I've been doing a uh, over on the. Crusade of the Rebellion Facebook page, I've started doing what I've been calling the Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion Heroes and Villains data bank. And there are these images that I've done in a style of like what you would typically see in like a, an essential guide to characters or on Wikipedia, a breakdown of different characters from the series, giving you a little behind the scene or not behind the scenes, giving you a little backstory on these characters just to sort of give you some more character development and uh, a look behind what what makes these characters tick I just knocked my hand on the desk um, so I've been doing that and I will probably bring some of that into this show I will probably expand on some of that because uh, I tried to keep I'm trying to keep those databank entries pretty pretty short and simple just because you know, nobody really wants to sit there and read for long periods of time on their computer. Well, maybe you do, I guess, because people have Kindles and all that jazz. But regardless, I will be probably talking about that sort of stuff, give you some backstory on characters and then behind the scenes information like, you know, well, how did I develop this character? Is this character based on anyone? And then I would also like to talk about, you know, the series as a whole, and I'm going to get into this in a little bit, but every every audio drama, Star Wars audio drama that I have done, except for High Stakes, is part of a of a one big saga. And uh, I want to give some, I guess, insight, delve into the details behind the saga, what goes into it, what were the inspirations for it, things like that. Also, I don't have anyone lined up for this episode, but I would also love to get other people who are involved in the series onto the show uh some of the voice actors some amazing i've worked with some amazing voice actors this time around it's just been it's been amazing that and and whole new friendships have have sprouted out from from working on this series it's been amazing but i would just i would love to get some people on the show to sort of talk about their their roles in the series as well as you know what uh, what brought them into voice acting? You know what are their what are their aspirations and such? Um, you know we've got Jesse Lowther, awesome, phenomenal voice actor who plays the the villain of the series Grand Moff Table. And then um, someone I would really love to get on this show is uh, Chris Homick, uh, also known as Homick Smash. He's uh, if you don't know him, he's a gamer on Twitch and YouTube under the screen name or the username Homic Smash. He's he's a hilarious guy. He's a great dude to talk to. And his the character he plays, General Ramsey, is probably one of my favorite characters in the series. It was just a, a really it was a really fun, twisted character to write and Chris just nails the performance. It's, you know, it's an original character, but he nails the performance of the character that I basically had in my head when I was writing the character. So that would be that would be hilarious to get him on the show. And I might even have my probably my biggest cheerleader on the show in the future. And Kevin, you know who you are. 
so yeah, I would love to get other people on the show uh, to talk about the series, talk about themselves as people and uh, what brought them to this and you know any behind the scenes information or funny stories they may have from their experiences working on this show. This episode isn't going to get too deep into stuff. Really what this episode is going to be doing is sort of setting up the podcast, setting up future episodes of this podcast. Specifically, I want to explain some terms and such that I will be probably using throughout the podcast just so that everybody is kind of on the same page. You kind of know where things are going. So I've got, uh, in my notes, I've got uh, four different segments lined up, and the fourth one will actually be some news and updates. Um, I'm actually, I've actually got some, some pretty cool announcements coming in regards to Crusade of the Rebellion that I have not, I have not announced anywhere yet, so you will hear them here first. But yeah, this episode really is more of just an, an, an introductory episode to sort of set things on the right path for future episodes. So without further ado, we are going to jump right into our first segment here. So stay tuned. So the first thing that I want to talk about here, the first term or terminology that I want to dissect that you'll probably hear come up a lot throughout this podcast, as well as promotional material, uh, I haven't really used it yet, but I will be using it more going forward, and that is the term, the EU2 timeline, and I usually spell it as the letters EU and then two I's, like the Roman numerals for two. So what is the EU2 timeline? And I, I, I want to give a, a thanks to, to again, my cheerleader, Kevin, uh, for helping me. I, I was talking to him the other day about how, you know, I, I wish that I had some sort of name for my cor- little corner of the Star Wars continuity, as it were. You know, like in Star Trek, we have things like the Abrams verse referring to, you know, the rebooted Star Trek series and, and stuff like that. And I was trying to think of, you know, what could I call my my thing? My name doesn't really lend itself to any clever, not that Abrams verse is really that clever, but you can't, you know, J- the Joe verse or the Harrison verse just doesn't really have a good, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue. And then Kevin actually reminded me about uh, a, a concept that I had come up with years ago, and that was the EU2 or the Expanded Universe 2. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's as good a name as any for, for my specific little corner of the Star Wars universe, the Star Wars timeline. So I want to delve into and explain what that is for anyone who may not remember this this is something that I had talked about, a concept that I had developed, oh, gosh, over 10 years ago. Let's see, it was 2006, so yeah, like 13, what is that, 13 years ago? Um, 2006 or 2007, somewhere in there. I developed the concept of what I called the Expanded Universe 2. And as you could probably figure out from that, uh, it is a secondary Expanded Universe referring to what is now known by the during the Disney era of Star Wars as the Legends canon at the time before the Disney takeover it was called the Expanded Universe and that referred to any any non-film related Star Wars 
stories. So comics, books, uh, stuff like that. So when I was developing Conquest of the Empire, which I'll get into that more uh, in, a, in, a, in one of the next segments, but Conquest of the Empire was the very first Star Wars audio drama that I ever, and the very first audio drama in general that I ever wrote and produced. Uh, again, that was back in 2006 and 2007. It ran for, yeah, I think it was about a year that it ran. If I had done it now, I would do it a bit differently. But at the time, I was so excited about working on an audio drama that I didn't do a whole lot in the way of checking continuity and sticking with continuity. I just threw together a story and didn't really... I, I, I just used the basic information that I had in my head about you know some of the things that went on in the expanded universe. You know, the, the probably the most glaring elements that I can think of are there's a, one of the main characters in Conquest of the Empire is Jaden Dodonna, who is the daughter of General Jan Dodonna, who we see in um, Episode 4 of New Hope. And of course, now we see him in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. But I developed, I, I just, I wanted a, a new female character who was somehow connected to characters that we knew. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just come up with this character, Jaden Dodonna, and we'll just go from there. What's funny is that Jan Dodonna in the Expanded Universe, he does have a son. He doesn't have a daughter. I mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily mean that he never had one, but it's just, you know, obviously Jaden Dodonna was, is never mentioned in any material anywhere uh just his son is and i didn't really i didn't realize that until after i had already created the character and after i had already started releasing episodes again i probably i would definitely do things differently now like with crusade of the rebellion i have been a lot more conscious as much as i can be of continuity and trying to keep things nice and tidy as much as i can but there's not a whole lot of space to work with and that is the frustration i was dealing with Back when I was releasing Conquest of the Empire, once I started realizing I had all of these continuity errors, I started getting frustrated like, you know, there's just not enough space to work with here. I decided to I wanted to create what I called the Expanded Universe 2, which was basically my version of Star Wars continuity. Basically, all it meant was that I was going to do what I could to stick with official continuity, stick with Expanded Universe continuity. But if there was a contradiction, I wasn't going to worry about it because I was kind of creating my own little alternate timeline where some things were just a little bit different. So I came up with the Expanded Universe 2. And then I actually, what I did was I named, for a little while there, I named my studio. Right now, I work under the studio name Lion's Mouth Entertainment. Well, at the time, I actually changed my studio name to EU2 Audio Core, and that's C-O-R-P-S, which a lot of people uh, pronounce as corpse, but it is not actually pronounced that way. Uh, I actually, with the, the narrations, opening narrations for Conquest of the Empire, pretty much everyone, almost everyone that I had do the opening narrations said it as corpse, so I just went in there with audio editing tools and just removed the ps part of the word, and so it just sounds like they're saying it the right way. So, and, and actually, there's a little fun side note there. It, it, 
if you've been with me since the beginning, you know that I love to change, or at least loved to change my studio names. Uh, the very first studio name that I worked under was Force Flow Unlimited. That's what I released the very first rendition of Conquest of the Empire Chapter 1 under, which at that time it was called The Battle Begins. It was about 10 minutes long, and it was just me and my sister doing all of the voices. Yeah, at that time, I went under the studio name Force Flow Unlimited. And then I think by the time, yeah, by the time Conquest of the Empire Chapter 2 came out, I decided to change the, the studio name to Cody Audio Productions. And I'm going to get into that word Cody more in, in one of the next segments. But Cody just is the, the, uh, the way I was pronouncing the abbreviation or the acronym for Conquest of the Empire, C-O-T-E. And so I changed it to Cody Audio Productions. And then a couple episodes later, uh, I think it was by the time episode four came out, or chapter four came out, I can't remember exactly, but that's when I decided to come up with the Expanded Universe. Expanded Universe 2, and then accordingly I changed my studio name to EU2 Audio Core. And it stayed that way, I think, until, oh boy... I don't remember when I finally changed that. I think it must have been during the run of Star Wars High Stakes that I eventually changed it to Lion's Mouth Entertainment uh, because I wanted a studio name that wasn't specifically Star Wars because I was going to be working on lots of other non-Star Wars stuff. And at the time, I was really interested in Lions. Uh, my sister and I had just watched the movie The Ghost and the Darkness about the man-eating lions in, in Savo, Africa. We had just seen that for the first time, so I was kind of obsessed with that whole thing and those lions and finding out more about them and studying them. And then so I was just like, oh, well, let me throw, maybe I'll throw Lion into the, into the name somewhere. And I don't know why, but Lion's Mouth Entertainment just came out of it, and that's just kind of stuck ever since then so that is a brief a brief history of all the studio names i don't think i had any other ones i could be misremembering but i'm pretty sure those are at force flow unlimited cody audio productions eu2 audio core and finally lion's mouth entertainment so that basically gives you a a bird's eye view of of what i call my my little corner of the Star Wars continuity. I refer to it as the EU2 timeline. Like I said, the stuff that I'm writing now, like Crusade of the Rebellion, I've been doing my best to be very conscious of actual official expanded universe continuity. But, you know, because Crusade of the Rebellion is based on Conquest of the Empire, which itself has so many continuity errors in it, you know, it still is going to just it still is going to fall under the sort of expanded universe two timeline that I set up. So moving forward, that's probably a term that you will see a lot more. Again, it's EU and then the Roman numerals for two. So EU, it looks like EU, II, but I, obviously it's pronounced EU2 timeline. So that gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. And everything that I have produced would fall, everything Star Wars that I produced would fall under that um, into that category, I guess you would say that genre. What I don't even know what words I'm looking for, but so we've had Star Wars: Conquest of the Empire, very first audio drama I ever did in my life, uh, and then after that we had Star Wars: High Stakes, which 
I think only lasted about five episodes, and then I I canceled it because I didn't like it. I and I still don't like it. I think it's really awful. Probably one of my worst <laughs> works of all time. It's it's got some good moments in it, but it's just the writing is awful. And every episode, you can listen to it. I mean, it's still available up on on the website. But every episode is basically just a rehash of the previous episode. It's like it's the same exact scenario over and over and uh, I actually, one of the actors Andrew Gilbertson, who's also my brother-in-law who plays uh, one of the main characters um, Kai in the most recent episode he actually makes a joke about that um, so I, and and I he did that as a joke in his recordings and I decided to actually sort of leave it in there just to be like, hey, I'm very much aware that this is a problem in the series Well, we can't do much inside a cell we're going to have to wait until they open it. Then we can steal a ship, travel down to a planet, and start randomly asking around for the location of the Sith base. Probably we'll run into some sort of unsavory characters that will capture us, but we can make some sort of an heroic escape and end up exactly back where we started! And then, yeah, I decided to, to cancel that. Just I, I just didn't really have any interest in continuing it. I still don't. I don't know that I will ever go back to it. So Conquest of the Empire, Star Wars High Stakes, then Star Wars, Colonel Ledoc and the Mission to Calabar, and now finally Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion. And all of these fall under uh, or fall in the EU2 timeline. So that is a, and probably everything I will do uh, will fall into that timeline unless otherwise noted. So that is just a little a little definition of that terminology that you will be seeing and hearing from here on. All right, so now we roll, we, we move on to another bit of terminology that you're going to be hearing from time to time. And this is also, this is a, a new new terminology that I just developed like over the last couple of days. And that is, you're going to be hearing the, the term or, or title, I guess you could say, the Legacy of Harak Saga. I know it's kind of a mouthful. It'll probably be abbreviated, you know, to T-L-O-H saga or whatever. But the Legacy of Harak Saga, and that's H- apostrophe R-A-H-K. For anybody who doesn't know, this refers to basically the whole saga that has been playing through most of my audio, every one of my Star Wars audio dramas except for High Stakes. So this refers to the storylines that go from Conquest of the Empire to Colonel Ledak and the Mission to Calabar, and then finally now Crusade of the Rebellion. They all fall under this Saga because they revolve around the events of Conquest of the Empire, which took place on a moon called Harak. Um, the 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 battle depicted in Conquest of the Empire is called the Battle for Harak, and that that is a that's a, a new planet, a new moon that I that I developed. It's not in any official continuity or anything. But so what I've been doing, what I've decided to do is call this saga the Legacy of Harak, just because it all connects and all can be traced back to that. I mean, Conquest of the Empire is is all about the Battle of Fort Harak. 
Colonel Ledock in and the mission to Calabar involves Colonel Ledock trying to recruit new planets to the Alliance. And he's kind of become more of a what I've I've used the term rebel missionary, as it were, to get away from the front lines after the defeat uh, during the battle for Harak. Spoiler alert. But I mean, if you've been listening to Crusade of the Rebellion, you've already had that's spoiled to you multiple times. It's not really any secret anymore that conquest of the Empire does not end very well for the rebels and for Harak Prime. Yeah. So Colonel Ledock has been distancing himself from the front lines just because he's dealing with all the emotional repercussions of what happened in that battle and all the people that he lost and he feels like it was kind of for nothing. Uh, And then, of course, finally we have Crusade of the Rebellion, the third entry in this saga uh, that is basically all about the Alliance on a mission of vengeance for what happened at Harak, what happened to the Rakan, as I call it, that's what I call the inhabitants of Harak, uh, sort of um, vengeance for for them uh, by going after the person who was responsible, uh, the architect responsible for the super weapons used to destroy Harak Prime in Conquest of the Empire. So, the legacy of Harak saga, you will be seeing that a lot more on promotional material here on out. All right, so now we're going to talk about abbreviations and acronyms for the entries in specifically what I'm going to talk about is in the legacy of Harak Saga, uh, just because my titles are pretty much all a mouthful, so um, most of most people just refer to them by shortened forms and such. And I will probably probably be doing the same on this podcast, just because again, it's it's just a mouthful to just say conquest of the empire, Colonel Ledock and the mission of Calabar and Crusade of the Valley. You know, it's just it's a lot. So I figured it would be good to just give you a heads up on the the abbreviations and acronyms and how I say the acronyms uh, that you'll be hearing. So first up for Conquest of the Empire, this is probably the oldest one and probably everybody who has been with me since the beginning uh, will remember this one. And I also mentioned it earlier. Uh, C-O-T-E is the, the acronym for that. And I have always pronounced that as CODY. Not Cote. I've had other people think that it was like that, or Cote. I've had other people, you know, understandably so, think that it should be Cote, but you know, English language, it's it's fricked up. So don't worry about it. Then we have uh, Colonel Leduck and the mission to Calabar. That one does not really lend itself too easily to any abbreviations or acronyms, so I usually just shorten it to Mission to Calabar. Uh, I may shorten it to. Calabar. I don't know that I would do that because that's kind of confusing since it's the name of a planet. Another one that I came up actually funny, funny, fun, fun fact. Calabar actually, uh, the way I have it in my story is Q-A-L-A-B-A-R. So Calabar. That actually showed up in one of my Star Wars High Stakes episodes the funny thing is, it was written in the script as Kalarba, 
which is an actual system in Star Wars continuity, at least in the Expanded Universe or Legends continuity. Kalarba, K-A-L-A-R-B-A. But one of the actors mispronounced it as Calabar and didn't do multiple takes of it. So, and I didn't feel like going and asking him to redo it. So I just decided to keep it and just turn it into my own planet. And then years later, I just brought it back into this story, Colonel Leduc and the Mission to Calabar. So there's a little fun fact for you. A, a planet, an original planet that was developed based on a mispronunciation of an actual planet. So yeah, I will usually just shorten that to Mission to Calabar just to keep it simple because, you know, that title, my goodness, Colonel Leduc and the Mission to Calabar. I mean, I love that title because it's very, very Indiana Jones-esque. Uh, I actually came up with that title right after Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor came out and even designed the logo to be like exactly the same because I just, I loved that format. You know, I love, I love the old like like the Indiana Jones titles, you know, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know, I, I just love those old classic style titles. So I thought it would be fun to bring that. And especially when Luke Skywalker and the Shadows of Mindor, or sh is it Shadows or Shadow of Mindor, uh, came out, I was like, hey, you know, let's do that. And then also, because it's very Indiana Jones-esque, uh, if you listen to that that audio drama, which is... Uh, you know, it's a standalone episode. It's not a multiple series long thing like pretty much everything else I've done. It's one of the only one shots I've ever done. Uh, if you listen to that, there is uh, several tip of the hats or, or nods to Indiana Jones throughout it. Some of them are discreet. Others are <laughs> kind of in your face. So, And also I've been doing the same thing with Crusade of the Rebellion. There are a lot of nods to Indiana Jones in Crusade of the Rebellion. And I will be getting into that more in future episodes as we delve more into behind the scenes. But speaking of which, now we move on to Crusade of the Rebellion. Now this one is kind of complicated because when I'm writing about it, I will usually use the acronym COT. I'm, I'm saying that right, right? acronym and abbreviation. I always get those two mixed up. I think abbreviation is when a word is just shortened. Acronym is when you use the first letters of each word. I think I got that right. I could be totally freaking that up, so I apologize if I am. When I'm writing it, I usually just use C-O-T-R or S-W-C-O-T-R. The problem is, you know, you could say that, and I would probably say it as coder, but it's a little too close to KOTOR, which, you know, is, you know, everybody know, everybody recognizes that as the acronym for Knights of the Old Republic. So it could get kind of confusing with that. So when I spell it, I will usually use C-O-T-R, but when I'm actually talking like I am now and will be obviously on this podcast... Uh, I will probably more likely just abbreviate it to um, just Crusade. So there you have it, the three abbreviations and acronyms that you'll be hearing throughout this podcast. Conquest of the Empire is Cody. Colonel Ledak and the Mission to Calabar is just Mission to Calabar. And Crusade of the Rebellion is Crusade, at least in spoken form. High stakes, usually, I mean, that's short enough. I usually just refer to that as high stakes. You know, the, the, the acronym would be SWHS. 
it's not really easy to, it's not really, it doesn't really roll off the tongue very, very much. It's not, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't. So let's just keep it at high stakes. And now we are moving on to news and updates. So, of course, we just had some uh, exciting news. We had the exciting announcement. At least I thought it was exciting, but I'm not very uh, impartial, am I? Uh, we had the exciting announcement of the title for Episode 6, Critical Mass, which um, I can confirm for you has multiple, multiple meanings. Uh, there's a lot going on in this in this next episode. As mentioned, the script is going through the painful editing process right now where I'm having to make some some painful sacrifices but it's for for the good of, of pacing and such and the good of the of the the grand story but yeah critical mass has will have multiple meanings in regards to what happens in this next episode and uh, but I can promise you this is going to be probably a bigger and more lengthy episode than the previous one I I already talked about this in I've talked about this a couple of times on social media, but I'm trying, still trying to keep these episodes under an hour as much as I can. But it's just we're we're getting close to the climax of the series. I mean, we're kind of entering into it with this next episode, Critical Mass. But there's there's a lot that I'm trying to do, and so unfortunately, what that means is I'm having to cram a lot into these episodes, which means I'm also having to kind of ignore my rule of keeping these under an hour. Um, now, I don't really mind that. I don't know that anyone else does. I've never really had anyone complain to me that uh, about when my episodes get too long. Um, maybe people even enjoy it more when they're longer and closer to the length of a movie. I don't know, but... Just, yeah, this is just a warning that probably the remaining episodes of this series, Crusade of the Rebellion, will be a bit on the lengthy side, which of course also means a lot more work is going to go into them, but hey, it's it's all part of, all part of the fun. So Critical Mask, Critical Mask, that mask, so critical, maybe, maybe Darth Vader's mask is, well, it is pretty critical, isn't it? He, he can't really survive much without it, Kenny. So maybe, oh, maybe I just gave away a huge spoiler there. So Critical Mass, Episode 6 Critical Mass, is expected to land this summer. Hopefully all goes well. Of course, it is very dependent on uh, once I get the script into the actor's hands. Uh, it's, you know, it's really, the ball is really in their court as far as how quickly they're able to get the recordings to me. And then once I get it all back, then of course... It's uh, a long haul of trying to, H-A-U-L, not H-A-L-L, of having to mix everything, which obviously is a very, very long process, especially for uh, audio dramas like this that are very involved and have a lot going on. So as mentioned earlier, uh, I've got some pretty big announcements. Well, really, it's one big announcement um, that's got, uh, I'm going to give you some notes behind it, but uh, that you're going to be hearing here first. And that is that I am preparing re-releases of the previous episodes of Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion, episodes one through four. 
for anybody who might be getting concerned, uh, I have a tendency in the past to go very George Lucas on my audio dramas and keep re-releasing them with with updated effects or changing the stories or or whatever. I'm not going that crazy with this. These are mostly minor changes, and I've got a breakdown of some of the things you can expect here. But yes, I will be re-releasing sometime within the next uh, month or so episodes one through four of Crusade of the Rebellion with some changes. So what are some of the things you can expect from these re-releases? Well, uh, in certain areas, some of the dialogue will be trimmed. Uh, there's some some situations, especially I'm noticing in the first episode, uh, where there's just a lot of expository dialogue and probably much more than is needed. And some of that is going to be trimmed down uh, just a bit just to, to keep pacing, um, well, at a good pace. Also, there are some instances where I'm using alternate takes of an actor's recordings that I realized I actually liked better than the version I had previously used. Uh, so that's one one change uh, you can expect to see. Um, probably the biggest changes that you will see are that some of the actors uh, will be replaced. Um, there are certain characters... Who, are, who show up in earlier episodes of Crusade of the Rebellion. But as I mentioned ber- uh, earlier, I had taken a long break. Um, specifically during this series, it was when my mom uh, was dealing with, uh, was, she was in the final stages of, of breast cancer. And then when she actually passed away, I just, I had to take some time. Uh, I had to take some time to recover from that. I think it was, it was about two years, if not longer. So there was a two-year gap there, and unfortunately what happened was a a small number of voice actors that I had been working with in those earlier episodes uh, suddenly were not available when production was picking back up. Uh, Some of them just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. I tried multiple times to to get a hold of them, but just couldn't for whatever reason, couldn't connect with them. And then in other cases, it was actors telling me that they just had too much on their plates and they unfortunately had to move on. So there were a few characters that I had to replace in uh, later episodes, but to keep things more uniform. And, you know, and I, there's a part of me that regrets having to do this to the previous actors that I got. But I really I would love to keep things very uniform as much as I can. So. New actors who have replaced old actors, I'm going to be having them record lines from previous episodes, and then I will be replacing the original actors with these new ones. By that, I'm referring to uh, Amy Farrell, who plays Jan Ors in episode three, Under Fire. She was a replacement for Christina Ariso, who played Jan Ors in episodes one and two. And um, so Amy Farrell is is going to be recording the lines that Christina Arisa had originally recorded. And then I will be replacing Christina Arisa's recordings with Amy Farrell. Next up is Veronica Pierce, who uh, she plays Samira in episode five behind enemy lines. In episode four, Samira was played by a voice actress named Melissa D. Sternenberg. So... Veronica is going to be re-recording those lines and then her recordings will replace Melissa's recordings in episode four so that it all matches and it all fits. 
And then next up, I will be having Christopher Walker uh, replace David J.G. Doyle uh, as Admiral Karn. David J.G. Doyle voiced Admiral Karn in episodes one and two, and then um, he had other commitments, so he had to drop out of the project. Uh, and then Christopher Walker took over the role of Admiral Karn in episode three onwards. So I will be having Christopher Walker re-record David's lines and then replacing him in episodes one and two. And then finally, as far as replacements are concerned, um, Gary Scales will be replacing Cliff Thompson as Ty Kelsimon. Uh Ty Kelsimon is the Chistori character. If you don't know what that is, it's a pretty badass character from, uh, if you remember, Jedi, the game, video game Jedi Outcast, the main villain in that design. He's kind of like a, a half-dinosaur, half-human type of character, and they're called the Chistori, and that's what Ty Kelsimon is. Ty Kelsimon is played by Cliff Thompson in Episode 4, um, but unfortunately he's an actor that I lost touch with and just could not get a hold of. I tried for months to get a hold of him and just could not could not get a hold of him. So Gary Scales, who's a phenomenal actor, he stepped in to take over the role in Episode 5 Behind Enemy Lines. So I will have him replace Cliff Thompson in Episode 4 again to make it all uniform. Uh, next up, we have some some altered narrations are going to happen. That the the opening and closing narrations are performed by River Canoff, just where needed. I'll have him re-record probably mostly like end credits related stuff since I'm going to be replacing actors. Um, and also there's a, a few actor name corrections that need to be done. Uh, also, another minor change is that currently episodes one through three, all my audio dramas open with the fanfare for my studio, Lion's Mouth Entertainment. Episodes one through three open with a specific version of the fanfare that uses copyrighted music by Jerry Goldsmith. It's actually from the movie The Ghost in the Darkness. It's a great, great soundtrack. One of my favorite soundtracks. And uh, it's been awesome using them as my fanfare. But I realized, you know, and, you know, if I'm going to start doing more original stuff, I would love to have my own dedicated fanfare. So I actually composed one myself. And that's what's used in episodes four and five. And so I will be going back and just replacing the Jerry Goldsmith version with my version in episodes one through three. Another thing that I'm going to be doing, and I, I wish I had thought to do this sooner, I should have done this sooner, is uh, because this series is so closely related to the events of Cody and Mission to Calabar, what I want to do is I want to create a sort of narrated summary of the events of Conquest and Mission to Calabar and put it at the beginning of Episode 1, Conspiracy, you know, the first episode of Crusade just so that it can sort of help anybody who's new to the 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 legacy of Harak saga or the EU2 timeline help bring them up to speed because there are several things i mean the, the whole the 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 bare bones storyline of crusade is it, it involves events that happen in conquest so if you don't know if you haven't listened to cody then you won't know what's going on so yeah, I'll be putting together a, a narrated summary of the events of Cody and Mission to Calabar, and I'm going to put it at the beginning of Episode 1 Conspiracy, uh, but I will also be putting it at the beginning of Critical Mass, Episode 6 Critical Mass, 
this year because just to to anybody who's been part of the series up to this point and maybe hasn't listened to Cody, you know, this will help them kind of it'll kind of set the stage for the rest of the series as well as help set the stage for some things that are actually going to happen in episode six, Critical Mass, that are very much tied into the events of Cody. So that's something that I will be implementing. And then finally, this will be to the much to the celebration of at least some of you out there. I am going to be going back and changing the Stormtrooper Vogel effects. Yes, that's right. I will be going back and making them uh, using the film-accurate version of the Vogel effect. Uh, I have been contacted by a few people over the years who have listened to Crusade, and they've been like, you know, what is this weird Vogel effect that you're using on the Stormtroopers? That doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. So. Just a little bit of background. I mean, I've I've explained it in the past, but just a little bit of background on that. Um, the vocal effect that I have been using it's a flange effect as opposed to what's more of a uh, of EQ filter effect that they use in the movies. You know, to make it sound like a walkie-talkie. Um, mine is a flange effect. Troopers, I hope I am correct in assuming you are prepared. Excuse me, sir. Prepared for what? Did you not receive the communique from the general, stating that all troopers were to prepare for a possible prison break? Prison break? I'm sorry. Sir, we haven't received anything about this. By the four moons! All troopers are to replace their E-11s with DLT-19s immediately! Sorry, Commander. We heard nothing about this. The reason I did that was because it's the same effect that is used in some of the official Star Wars audio dramas. Um, actually, pretty much all of them that have a stormtrooper in them. Um, but not- uh, most notably, uh, the National Public Radio dramatizations of, of the original trilogy, you know, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the, Return of the Jedi. Well, how do I look? <laughs> I hope yours took a bath once in a while, kid. This guy's armor smells like he lived in it. <laughs> Let's go. Phenomenal audio dramas. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to them, they are the 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 stories were written, rewritten, whatever you want to say, by Brian Daly, who's just he's awesome. He did the the Han Solo trilogy, which are some of the best Star Wars novels in all of creation. So they used the the sound engineer for that series, Tom Vagley. He used a flange effect. And it was also used again in um, the Star Wars Dark Forces trilogy, Soldier for the Empire, Rebel Agent, and Jedi Knight. I think that's what the... Yeah. Target the main building. Looks like some kind of dormitory. Good. Probably full of rebel scum. Let's clean it out. Affirmative. I don't know exactly why they used the effect, but my theory is that they used it as a way to differentiate the stormtroopers from characters communicating over like a comlink or a communicator because they wanted it to not get confusing for listeners because obviously you don't have the visual aid of knowing who's talking. So my guess is that's why they did it because they didn't want it to get confusing with, well, is this a stormtrooper talking or is this someone talking over a comlink? And so my guess is they used a flange effect, something different to help keep the confusion at a minimum. And what I wanted to do was I because I love those specifically those the NPR 
dramas and the Dark Forces trilogy because I love those so much. I wanted Crusade of the Rebellion to sort of be able to fit in with those. Like you could kind of seamlessly put it in the in that li- same library with them and listen to all of them together. And so I've used a lot of the same effects, a lot of the same uh, same ways of telling the story, a lot of the same ways of sound engineering. You know, the the actress who plays Princess Leia in my dramas, Catherine Rinella, um, one of the reasons why I I cast her was because she her performance performance uh, really reminds me it it reminds me of Carrie Fisher, but it also really reminds me of Anne Sachs, who portrays Leia in the NPR drama. So that's actually one of the reasons why I picked her. And then other things are the the opening narration of every every episode of Crusade. The opening narration opens exactly the same way. Uh, it begins with just the narrator saying, Star Wars Crusade of the Rebellion by Joe Harrison, based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 1, Conspiracy. And then after the theme begins, then you have... A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. That is, uh, first off, the opening, you know, when he says the title, along with the author, along with the based on characters and situations created by George Lucas, and then the episode title, uh, that is the exact format used in the NPRs. Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, by Brian Daly based on characters and situations created by George Lucas. Episode 1, Freedom's Winter. And then the opening phrase, the a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. That is a word-for-word nod, I guess you would say, to the NPRs because all of them, the narration... Uh, opens with that same exact paragraph. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. So again, my my goal here, my goal here was to make it all fit together because I love those those audio productions, audio productions so much. But that said. You know, like I said, I've had some people write to me that have, have been confused as to my choice and some of them wondering if even wondering if I did I not know how to do a stormtrooper effect. Actually, fun. what's funny is that I have actually some of the actors that I've had portray stormtroopers in this series, some of them tried to help me use the correct effect by when they sent me their their recordings, they themselves had used the, the traditional effect on their lines and then I had to, or the recordings and I had to write to them and be like, hey, yeah, I, I know, I know, but can you send me the raw recordings because, you know, I have a different method that I'm using. 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 Um, so that's kind of funny. But I'm, I am finally relenting on that because it is kind of jarring if you're not prepared for it. And, you know, also, I do really like the way the, the, the film versions of the Stormtroopers sound. It's a very, you know, kind of iconic sound for the Stormtroopers. You know, they've got the, 
the in addition to sending like they're talking over walkie talkies basically you know their lines always begin like with this little click sound this little short click static sound and then when they finish saying whatever they're saying it ends with another weird click static thing the death star plans are not in the main computer give me regular reports please right i use that all throughout conquest of the empire so yeah in these re-releases you will have film accurate vocal effects for the stormtrooper there you go you won i am relenting and uh i am giving in to what the people want so that is something that you can expect all of these are things you can expect in the re-release there may be some other minor changes along the way Um, whatever happens i will be releasing like i said here a a detailed bullet list of all of the changes that are happening just so that you can be uh, you can be aware and you can keep an ear out for for all of these changes So I think that about wraps things up for this inaugural episode of Beyond the Crusade. So I hope you enjoy this and I hope that you follow along with this podcast and uh, there will be more announcements on the way. I don't have an exact schedule as of yet for when I will release episodes of this podcast. Um, That's another thing that I will, I'm sure I will announce once I've got that squared away. But in the meantime, be sure to subscribe. If it's not yet, this podcast will be available on most of the major podcasting or or audio streaming services like Google Play Podcasts, iTunes, um, maybe even on YouTube, uh, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Casts. I don't have anything on on, uh, Spotify yet. I would love to be able to do that, but I just, it requires, (laughs) it requires money like you need to be able to have a podcast that's on basically a paid podcasting service in order for it to be recognized by Spotify. And I just haven't been able to justify spending that kind of money just yet, but maybe at some point in the future, uh, I will be able to do that because I would love to get all of this stuff on Spotify. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, keep an eye out for further episodes of Beyond the Crusade, as well as further announcements relating to these re-releases of Crusade of the Rebellion episodes one through four. Yeah, one through four. Or no, actually, I, th- I think no five. Five, I think. Or no, five will have some. I do have to do some editing of the the closing narration. Actually, I'll probably have the narration a lot of it re-recorded anyway. Uh, the the narrator River and I were kind of up against the clock and so he recorded those lines very quickly and in not the best circumstances but I was just like I need these now um, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of popping and clicking in the audio so I will probably have him just re-record all of that for the re-release but yeah be on the lookout for that I will share information in regards to when that will be released when I know and of course most importantly keep an eye out for further announcements regarding episode six critical mass because they are coming there is a lot coming in regards to crusade of the rebellion i'm going all out 
with the promotional material this time around. Got I have got I've still got some other big surprises that I haven't even announced yet that I'm very excited about that will be forthcoming. So be on the lookout for that. Again, thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you. Thank <laughs> you.